Rejection is one of the biggest barriers to building your personal brand. Pair that with people not feeling that they're ready, specifically pharmacy students. That's right, fam, I'm coming after you today. But these are the things that keep people from unleashing their true potential, from dispensing the greatness from within them. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. And I am so, so excited for this episode, guys. Uh, this is literally over three years in the making, uh, which is when I first connected with this tremendous individual back when he was a pharmacy student. Now he's in residency, crushing life and using all of what he's learned from being rejected to getting into college three times, from being told no, from seeing his family member die from a medical error. This is the path of resilience that is paved through pain. And his story is just absolutely tremendous. And wherever you are in your pharmacy career, whether you're a pharmacy student thinking you're not ready, whether you're a pharmacist thinking you're too late, this message is going to fire you up and inspire you like none you've ever heard before. And I'm not going to steal the mic on this one because I am just going to sit back and enjoy uh, this tremendous gentleman and his story of becoming resilient. Guys, please give a warm welcome to a very dear friend, my, my, just, just, oh, my brother from another mother, from fitness, from pharmacy, everything, Dr. Mo Fredericks. Welcome, finally, to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Adam, thanks for having me. It really has been a long time coming, and who would have thought that the stars would align in the year of 2020 on the weekend of Thanksgiving, and this is a special Fit Pharmacist Thanksgiving special, so I'm excited to be on here, and I just want to say thank you all that you've done to create this platform both for pharmacists and pharmacy students to share their personal stories and empower the profession as a whole so thank you for that and thanks for having me absolutely man uh wow just, so guys just a little backstory real quick um back when i first started my brand it was all fitness all the time and mo's like yo i'm a personal trainer too i'm like dude me too i got certified while i was on my off block in pharmacy school and he's like holy crap so we just started vibing off of that and we just started to really talk about the, the topics of personal development and sharing our stories going through pain, of going through rejection that all of us face in one degree or another. But it's when you get brought down to your knees that you have the only option is to look up. And that's exactly something that Mo and I both resonated with is going through extreme pain, but not using that as a setback, but as a set up for success. And uh, we, we've been through very similar paths with personal development and everything else. Uh, so I'm just setting, setting you up, man, because I'm, I'm just such a huge fan. And this is like, I know you say this is an honor, but this is an honor for me because oh, I'm just so excited for everyone listening, for everyone watching, if you're watching this on the YouTube, to hear your story and get inspired that regardless of the hand you're dealt, you can flip that script and make the most of that and create in the process your personal brand. And that's really the story that I want you to share, man. So without further ado, tell us a little bit about, you know, right now you're, you're crushing the pharmacy game. You just finished pharmacy school not too long ago. And you said it right. Like we're in 2020, this year's out of sight, puns intended. <laughs> but, oh yeah, I mean, y'all know I'm, I'm a dork. I love my puns, but in all seriousness, I mean, th this is the year of resilience, hands down. And I think, uh, Mo, with your, your lane being leadership and empowering others, one of the things that I've seen this year is that the false leaders, the one that have it for the ego, the ones that say, look at me, look what I have on this title, they were destroyed because they were full of shit. But the real leaders who have been working behind the scenes, who have been doing that self-work, have been helping others without looking for credit, couldn't take it anymore. And they had to stand up and take the rightful place to lead by example, to be a leader and not a boss. And I think that's yep. something that you exemplify, sir, and something that you help others to develop too. But that didn't start in 2020. Nope. It started way back in the day. 
So can you kind of give us that insight into where your journey in fitness and pharmacy began? Sure, Adam, and I agree with what you said that those leaders really start to flourish and shine during these moments because it all comes down to that strong why, and they have that strong why that keeps them resilient. Yes. And the way I built resilience was honestly partly through fitness because um, it was a tough time when I was younger, growing up in America, and I was 15, dad just left home. And I was trying to like navigate, how do I get through college? How do I go and find what I need to do to pursue my degree in pharmacy? And I applied, I remember I applied three times to undergrad and they had this program where you have to have like a GPA of 3.5 and I had a 3.4 like the first two times. And I'm like, oh man, another year of this. <laughs> so, I, so, I, so I ended up taking the extra year, taking the classes I needed, taking classes I didn't need just to boost the GPA up. Yep. And then I got into undergrad. And I think that, that, that was the start of creating the resilience within me, both in, as a student back then and now as a pharmacy resident, pharmacy student. And what happened was I found a lot of comfort and pleasure in, in fitness. And a lot of people do that. They see that, oh, I start going to the gym. I feel a lot more confident. But the second part to that is who you hang around as well. That allows you to have those, that mindset and build that mindset. So I was applying to pharmacy school and similar to you, I didn't get in the first time, right? You get that first hit and you're like, oh man, I didn't get in. And the exact same thing happened to me the second time too that happened to you. I got on a wait list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, so real, real talk for those of you who don't know wait list because y'all are, you know, y'all are your 4.4 GPAs and you get that conditional acceptance. You're like, what's a wait list? Let's explain it real quick for y'all. <laughs> All right. So that basically means, and, and like they don't say this, but this is literally what this means. This means hey, so we've given offers to kids that we really want in our program, but if they, if they get a better offer, we'll take you. <laughs> that's literally what it means. And no one can tell me different because that's real talk. 100%. And that's how I took it, but I decided that that meant a no at that time. So I actually opted out at that moment in time. And funny thing happened, you talk about resilience. I decided, okay, fine. I had this dream of becoming a personal trainer and working in pharmacy. I don't know how I was going to make that happen because I was good at getting, and then now I started getting good at getting grades, but there's the real world aspect of it, that personal training involved. And now that comes with connection, communication, all these skills they don't teach you in school to actually be valuable to the marketplace. And <clears throat> had a gap year. So I decided, okay, fine. I got hired on as a full-time technician at the hospital I was working in. And then I decided I have extra time now. Um, so what I'm going to do with that there is I'm going to do personal training. I'm in the gym all the time after work. I might as well do that as well on the side and follow that passion of mine and teach other people how I grew um, my, my well-being, my fitness, my physique, and translate that into them. So I was at the gym one day, and the owner, former U.S. Olympian, uh, Justin Orr, he's like, hey, I'm looking for personal trainers. And I've been talking to him here and there, and he goes, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm interested in personal training. He's like, when can I start? He's like, when can you start? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, here you go. Take your exam, get NASM certified. The ball's in your court now. So go ahead and make that happen. And wow. I was like, oh, man. I know I wanted it to become a dream, but not this fast. <laughs> if not now, when, right? Yep, 100%. And, and that's what he told me. like, the ball's in your court. And I knew I had a strong why of that. I want to help people get that personal development, the fitness development that Justin was allowing me to have. And I wanted to share that. So I worked really hard, studied for about like three weeks, got NSM certified and started personal training right away on top of being a pharmacy technician. So as I'm going through this here, he decides that he wants to be a mentor to me and he starts coaching me. So he starts taking me to meetings like Toastmasters. And I'm like, what's Toastmasters? Uh, only toast I've ever had was when my brother burnt it in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't think, I don't think you mastered that part. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe we both need to go. And the funny thing is my brother went first and then he pulled me along with Justin. And that's when the personal development um, cycle started for me. 
yeah. um, during that gap year between, between undergrad and pharmacy school. And Justin took me to these meetings and we learned about public speaking through Toastmasters. And then he took me to other meetings called BNL, which is Business Network International, BNI, sorry, yeah. Business Network International. And literally like the second or third day I went there, he's like, hey, uh, I can't make it. Can you pitch my business for me? I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> I yes. am a pharmacy technician. I am a personal trainer. I know nothing about pitching businesses. <laughs> so Man. he's like, here's, here's your script. Here's what you say. Come to my office at this time. We'll practice before you go. And he just trained me on all these um, skills that I didn't even thought, think I would have developed at that time. And as I was going through this process, I saw myself grow from this person who was, okay, you got rejected now to you building yourself up into your personal brand. And I didn't even know it was a personal brand at that time. It yep. was just like, this is what I became passionate about. And this is how I'm developing. And that, that is honestly how I got to where I am today, where I'm passionate about business because Justin and his wife, of course, too, Charlotte, at the time, she was the top sales rep for Pfizer. And I didn't even know that. And this lady is just like drilling into me, like mindset and how to build it. And um, so, well, emotional intelligence, well-being. I'm like, where is all this coming from? Why is this coming my way? And I think it came down to like that strong why of making that difference, creating a better future, both for my mom, myself, all the sacrifices we made for my family, for everyone around me. And that's where that resilience came from is having that opportunity as taking a hit and making it where I grew from it by finding the necessary sources to help me grow, whether that be through personal training, um, personal development and everything I got involved in. So that rejection was just a redirection to see how I needed to develop myself as an individual. Because the thing that actually got me that on this journey to begin with was Justin one day said, you have homework. And I'm like, homework, man, I'm done with homework. I'm done with school for right now. <laughs> He's like, go home and watch a video on Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn. Mm. What kind of homework is this? So I went home, went on YouTube, and I just saw like my mind start to develop these new ideas start to come my way. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like you might think it's all wishy-washy kind of thing going on. Like, oh, I'm listening to this. I have to have be positive, but it really affects the way you think your mind yeah. develops and how you act. And that was the breakthrough moment for me to say, I'm going to start working on myself really hard. And that's when the day the, the personal brand started to become to fruition. Dude. Wow. Like, Oh, so proud of you, man. And guys, there's so many lessons from what Mo just shared that we could highlight and dive into. Like this could easily be like Joe Rogan style podcast, hands down. <laughs> but there were a few things in, in your journey that stood out that I really wanted to point out for listeners and viewers so that you can really ask yourselves these questions. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching this YouTube, chances are you're, you're not okay with being mediocre. You want to be great. You know you have potential inside, but there's something holding you back. There's limiting beliefs. There's things that people have told you before that you won't make it because they tried and they failed, and now they're imposing their failures onto you. Or maybe you did try before, and you didn't get the result, the outcome that you were looking for. That's all valid, but it also at the same time is invalid because it's the past and the past does not determine your future. So I want you to listen to that really clearly, but there's a few things you said, Mo, that I want you guys to ask yourself. So Mo said, Oh, I want to be a personal trainer. I'm thinking about this. So he had an opportunity and the guy said, all right, when can you start? And he's like, Oh, I didn't think of that because you didn't put a time stamp on it. So the question I want you guys to ask yourself, you're listening to this, you want to develop, you want to build a brand, you want to be like the badass pharmacist of the year, whatever it is. If not now, when? Next year, when you're comfortable, when you're financially stable, there is no stability. Nothing's guaranteed. If 2020 taught any of us anything, it's that there is no right time. The right time is right now. So if you have a desire to develop something, you need to do it now because while 2020 is the year of all years, you don't know what's going to happen next year. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you do know what is going to happen today because it depends on the answer to that question. If not now, when? 
Now, once you make that decision of, okay, I'm done thinking about my dream, I'm done realizing that I have potential and wondering what to do with it, take action, all right? Now, there's a way to do that that is long and drawn out, and there's a way to be efficient with your time. And that's the other thing that Mo did, is he got a mentor. He got someone who was achieving years beyond what he wanted to do. And he learned from him, he asked him questions. And this guy, like I haven't met this guy, but I was nodding everything you said because I do the exact same thing with people that I coach, my clients, is I say up front, like, hey, you want to achieve this? That's great. Just know that I've always got your back. I'm going to make you really uncomfortable. You'll probably get mad at me, but know that it's always out of love every single time. And I could tell, like, those are all the emotions you were explaining. So 100%, like he put you in uncomfortable situations that he knew would grow you. And how many times have we heard that, guys? Nothing grows from comfort zones. This stuff's easy to say, it sounds like a good story, but until you live it, until you go through it, that is the only way that you're gonna have the skills to do this stuff. It's gonna suck real bad. You're gonna feel not prepared. You're gonna feel, am I, you're gonna start questioning yourself. And guess what? Questions are good because they allow you to create solid answers. And that's exactly, and if you don't have them, it allows you to create them. And that's exactly what led Mo down that personal development journey, which you said at the beginning, these are the things that are essential to lead as a pharmacist, to lead as a pharmacy student, yet they're not really taught that much. They're the non-negotiable assets you have to have to create a career of like really dominance to be the go-to expert, but they're not really taught that much. And this is exactly why I wrote the second book, Gen Z Pharmacist, because that's exactly what it teaches. The things that I learned the hard way so that y'all wouldn't have to make the young, dumb mistakes I did. Now, granted, there's value in mistakes because if you make mistakes and you get burned, you'll never do them again. Like you remember the last time you touched a hot stove? It was probably when you were two and you haven't done it since because it burned so bad you ain't doing it no more. So there's value in that. But I just want to point what Mo says, the value of having a mentor is just so essential. And the, the one thing you said that I want to come and tie back to, Mo, is, is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Rejection is just a redirection. Mm -hmm. Love that. So with that being said, going through personal training and personal development, everything else, you got waitlisted. You ended up getting into pharmacy school. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so once, once that happened... Walk us through that because you gave us kind of the backstory of your foundation, but tell us like once you got to pharmacy school, it, like what was, what was that? What did that look like? Because you probably thought, wow, I mean, this is what I thought when I got mm -hmm. in pharmacy school, I thought, wow, everyone else is so much better than me. Like they got in, like here I am. I didn't tell no one that I got waitlisted until after I was done with school, by the way. <laughs> but, but yeah, like you got all these people that you feel are just so much better, so much more qualified. And here you are feeling like you're not enough, feeling like you've got so much more to prove this and that. So just, I mean, that, that was me. So just tell me, like, does that resonate with you? What did that journey look like? Yeah, I think the thing that came to mind for me was, okay, fine. I had this gap year and I learned so much. <clears throat> and you hear like Tony Robbins talking about turning decades into days. Yeah. And that literally happened in that year. I call it the year of growth for me. Um, so I said, how do I apply all of this in pharmacy school now? It's going to be a waste if I just take all these books that you see on the bookshelf that are read and built entrepreneurial mindsets and business mindsets and all these different mindsets of personal growth and leave it aside. Yeah. So I said, the first thing I need to do, and this is my secret formula to success. It's called, it's also called RPM and it's yes. relationship, relationship building, problem solving and mindfulness. When you have those three things aligned appropriately, you're gonna move forward with your team, with your group, with your business very fast because you're gonna take the time to actually understand people. You're gonna to come together and say, okay, fine, here's the problems we need to solve together to bring value to everyone else. And you have to be mindful of how everyone feels about that, that the way you articulate how we're gonna get there because everyone's different yes. and you need to adapt to those different styles. So that's the mindset I came in with in pharmacy school to say, how do I build those relationships? Who am I going to build them with? So I started doing the same thing and finding the mentors. It's nice at the University of Iowa College of Pharmacy because they actually have a program where you are paired up with a mentor, multiple mentors, a student mentor, a faculty mentor, a professional mentor, 
So I took those seriously and actually took time to like have coffee with those mentors, sit down with them, share my story, oh. tell them where I want to go. And literally that's what happened. The people I shared my stories with, they were like, now you talk about network. They actually started building my network for me based off the things that I've been doing. And they promoted me in ways. Now they, they're promoting my brand, right? You talk about personal branding. Um, part of branding is marketing and they were marketing it for me just by saying, Hey, you need to meet this guy Mo. He's a P1 student. He's very energetic. He understands where he wants to go, what he wants to do. He's very enthusiastic about bringing value to his colleagues, his classmates. And <clears throat> that was my approach. So I did, I did understand that. Yes. When it came to exam time, there are people that were way smarter than me. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I actually leveraged their knowledge to say, Hey, you're, you're intelligent individuals. What's your study habits? How do you study? What do you do differently that I'm doing? And I would pick up from them. And that was the approach I took when I got into pharmacy school is how do I bring the most value to this college? Because now they accepted me, right? Out of yeah. everyone else, they're the ones who accepted me. And how do I bring the most value to them using the skills I've learned back in that growth year with Justin and Charlotte and with my mom, like working so much that work ethic came out in pharmacy school as well. Um, so that was the approach I took. And that's what led to development of two organizations, me pursuing a master's degree <clears throat> during pharmacy school and developing all that I have. And that was the approach I took and was able to do a lot of great things just because of the support I had, the mentorship I had, and the, and the teams I had and were able to build using those skills in Gen Z that you talk about <clears throat> that, I, <clears throat> that I was able to apply during pharmacy school. Without a doubt, the number one source of stress and anxiety when it comes to building your personal brand has to do with content. And I'm talking about all the things, when to post, how to post, what platforms are gonna be best for your content, your hard work to take off? What is your audience looking for? Where are they hanging out? What sort of strategy do you need in order to take your passion and turn that into purpose, helping other people achieve their goals? If you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, and like there's so much to do and know that it's not even worth the anxiety, stop because this was me years ago and i have helped so many people across the world build their personal brand using the clarity and confidence from what i have developed and sharing with you now this is your 2021 personal brand content calendar i've spent the last several months creating this for you and guess what it's totally free it's a resource to help you get your wheels in alignment so that you can take all of your passion and skills and get centered on your focus to building your brand. If you want a copy, go to thefitpharmacist.com slash content calendar to get yours today. This is the resource you've been looking for to allow you to dispense your full potential. End the confusion on content and get started to script your brand. Absolutely, man. And, and I love what you said is you, you realize that, I mean, we can say what we want, but at the end of the day, our pharmacy schools, they bet on us. They're like, yeah, you don't really fit the mold, but there, there's something we can't explain. So we'll give you a chance. And mm -hmm. both of us had the same mindset. Like we're not going to waste this. We're going to make the most of it. And I mean, what you did just, I mean, you skipped a lot of things you did, bro. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's fill in these gaps for real. But okay. um, like, for example, you, you, go, you took what you did before with like going to Toastmasters, right? And as we all know, and like you said, RPM, I love that model. That, that reminds me of a Tony Robbins model as well. But, you know, relationships and, and, and everything else and having that self-awareness. I say this all the time in my keynotes that I give with organizations too. Is All of you guys, all of your pharmacists, regardless of what your niche is, you have tremendous expertise. You can take people from wherever they are and lead them to their optimal health but there's a problem. You have all this knowledge, but unless you have the emotional intelligence and the ability to meet people where they are, allow them to feel heard and seen, they won't give a damn about what you have to say. Because as Maya Angelou said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yep. So having that ability to communicate effectively and efficiently, because we're pressed for time, us pharmacists, y'all might have heard. 
But again, that's a key skill, communication, and, and most of the time that's done through speaking. So while this is a huge asset that every pharmacist knows, very rarely is that implemented into the curriculum. So tell us what you did with Toastmasters and your pharmacy school. Sure. We had a class in informatics and the professor who was actually one of my mentors as well helped start the organization. He used to have us come up in front of class and give a little spiel based off of whatever we were learning in class. And it was like two, three minutes, but he'll randomly pull a name out of the hat and you have to come up there. And I just saw like some of my classmates get so nervous. Some of them were like, oh my God, like where's the propanol all right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, I honestly felt bad, like, oh my God, like they're actually thinking about this and that's what they have to do. And I don't want that for them. You know, like I, I had that nervousness. I had that fear before and I overcame it. So why don't we start something where people have a avenue, a venue where they can go to and build the skill of public speaking so they don't have to be nervous anymore. And it honestly turned into so much, something way greater than I thought it would be because I was just looking for it to be an outlet like a club I went to to help grow my skills. So that was a process in itself too, because you have the, the Toastmasters organization, it's pretty simple. You got 20 members, you pay the charter fee, you start a club. You're at a university now. So now you have to get voted in by the Student Leadership Council. And the Student Leadership Council, we had 14 organizations. And they said, we don't want any more organizations. I'm sorry, that's it. And I'm over there pitching, hey, we need a 15th. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, we're not letting this happen. And then I was like, give me the opportunity to use my public speaking skills to yes. promote this, um, this club. Mm -hmm. So I got five of my closest friends together in pharmacy school that I made some P2s, some P1s. And I said, here's my, here's my pitch. Here's what I'm going to do. And this is the value we're going to bring to the College of Pharmacy, bringing in guest speakers, helping students get opportunities they wouldn't have. Um, if they didn't build that public speaking and communication skills and leadership skills as well. And got in front of the room, gave this five minute speech of like my background, like what it would be like if people didn't have this organization, what it could be once we create it. And I walked out the room and like three minutes later, they were debating going back and forth. Like, should we let them in? Should we let them in? Should we start this organization? And they call me back and they're like, hey, congratulations, man. Sorry for the hard time, but you got a 15th organization over here. Wow. Dude, so that story, incredible as it is, there's so much, there's so many lessons from that. So you, because you went through the road of resilience, which is from rejection and pain, had you before said no, well, first you wouldn't have gotten into college, let's be real. But this is the thing, guys, all of us are going to be told no. All of us are going to have a dream and people are not going to see it. You have to see it in your mind before other people can see it in real life. And you will get pushback every time, every time. So if you don't have a strong why of why you're even doing this, you're not going to have the bandwidth to push through that adversity. And again, because you've had that rejection before, you're, that wasn't like a shock. Well, maybe it was because you believed it, but still, you, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, come on in. Let's cut a ribbon right now. Like, no, it wasn't that. It was, hey, hey, we got to put some blocks up here. We got we to gotta go through the red tape, you know, all that crap. But anyway, seriously, rejection is huge. But, but here's the other thing is the resilience that came through that. It was paved through that experience because had you not taken that uncomfortable position back as a personal trainer to pitch and to learn sales and to learn speaking, you wouldn't have been able to do that. So guys, this is another barrier that people have with, I'm going to tie everything that he's been saying to personal branding. Cause this is, there's so much value in what he's sharing right now. So when you are pitching your ideas, you have to have a clear why, because mm -hmm. every single time you will be told no, not, not every time, but you're going to face adversity in, in every single step of the way. And unless you have a clear why, it's not going to pull you through that, okay? The other thing that he said is he saw a need for his niche. So at this time, that was pharmacy students because he's in pharmacy school. His audience, his niche are pharmacy students. He is so in tune with his audience 
pharmacy students, he sees their pain point, what they're struggling with, having confidence or the skills to speak in public so that they can communicate their ideas. There was no way, that I, I could be wrong, but there was no system in place to help with that. And if there wasn't, it wasn't very effective. So creating value for your audience is being able to know what their pain points are and create an innovative solution to help them overcome it easier, faster, or cheaper than already exists. And if it doesn't exist, you create that. That's exactly what you did. You're like, I'm gonna create this. Like everyone needs to speak. We need to communicate ideas. We all suck. So let's get over this together and, and create some sort of solution. Had you, so that's the first thing is knowing the audience, okay? Because you did the work behind the scenes, once you had literally only a five minute opportunity in public, that's when all the work and sacrifice you did paid off. So guys, it's not about the glam or, or snapping for the gram and all that stuff. That's, that will not matter because if you don't do the work behind the scenes when it's hard, when no one's looking, when your friends are all partying and you've got to deal with some stuff, it's not going to work out long term. And this is what I see all the time is people say, it doesn't matter. I got to do this. It matters. Okay. And, and here's another thing that Mo said back when he was talking with his professors. A personal brand has very little to do with social media. And this is something that I talk about and I get a lot of flack for, but I, I, I somewhat know what I'm talking about. So here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Social media is a tool. It is not a personal brand. And this is coming from someone who has over 50,000 followers in my niche. All right. So I'm not, I don't have like two followers. I'm like, Oh, you guys suck with your followers and likes. No, this is me coming from a place where I've been through both sides. And what I'm going to tell you is social media is less than 20% part of your brand. It's a tool. You have to get your message out there. You won't be able to have value if you're not marketing to your audience and they won't be able to engage with your product or your service or you if they don't know about you. Yes. But what a personal brand is, is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And for you to have your professors advocate on your behalf and literally grow your network while you were, I, I want to say sleeping because that's like the whatever, but you're probably working out <laughs> or, or working in on their inner sizes. But for real, that's what a personal brand is. And that will not happen unless you do the work behind the scenes. All of us have flaws. All of us have tendencies, or maybe we have pain from our past, our upbringing, our friends, past relationships, whatever it is. All of us have wounds. And unless you take the time to face those with a qualified professional, depending on where that is, if you don't heal the wounds from your past, you're going to bleed all over your future. And mark my words, if you don't take that seriously, you will hear these words in your future and regret the hell out of them. So I tell this to you as a warning and inspiration that you have the time to do it right now. What did we say at the beginning of this podcast? If not now, when? You know you've got stuff you've got to work on. You've known for years. Why not do it now? Because later down the road, if you've been putting it off, you're going to have an opportunity maybe to find, an op find a way to bring value to your audience. And you're going to get pushback. And you're going to have to stand in front of a committee that is everyone saying, no, we have too much. And you only have five minutes to make your case. You're not going to be able to do all that work the day before and get ready for five minutes. You have to be doing that consistently over time to prepare yourself for that one moment that you've been working for. The question that you and only you need to answer is, will you be ready for it? Because I can yep. tell you this. Things are going to come in your future where you're not ready for. You're going to feel unqualified. And if you haven't been doing the work, you're right. But if you have been, it's going to be an opportunity to break through your previous self and create your future based on what you do today. And dude, you're so inspiring. Like, holy crap. <laughs> Here's the thing, Adam. Here's the yeah. thing, Adam, too. Another quick story that you, you talk about taking action right away. And the thing that really hit me is I was sitting down with my faculty mentor and I was telling her a story about one of my colleagues who we competed together. Now, this is like year three into building this Toastmasters organization. We competed at the club level and he beat me, right? He prepared, we overprepared for it. And even though I lost, I was like, hey, dude, I'm here for you. Let me help you and get you to the next level. So he 
So in Toastmasters, there's like six different levels you have to get to to get to international um, competition. And he was like two away. So he actually, we actually trained him and got another coach within Iowa City to like coach him and me on our public speaking. And he ended up <clears throat> making it to like the district level. And on a first try, placed third. For a pharmacy student, that's impressive, right? Without having wow. competed before. Yeah. And we are applying for residency. He's applying for fellowships. He ends up calling me um, two hours after interviewing with one of the top um, pharma companies. And he's like, hey, Mo, I just want to tell you something. I want to say thanks, right, for all that coaching and Toastmasters and stuff. I gave a presentation based off of, like, the skills that we learned and built. Two hours after leaving the building, they offered me a position. Wow. And I told that story to my uh, faculty mentor, and she was like, imagine if you didn't go into that room and deliver the message you did to start that organization, what would have happened to him? You know what I mean? So yes, like I don't want to live with that regret of what can happen or what if it's like, let's take action right now. Cause if you see the value and a vision of what it can do, then go ahead and take action right away. Dude, thank you for sharing that story. And, and that's such a big point because a lot of times when people talk about personal brand, it's like, Oh yeah. Followers or like have social media or like inflating your ego. No, 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 no. When I'm talking about personal brand, I'm talking about outcomes. I'm and, and if you all heard the, the previous episodes on the series behind the brand, you know that outcomes drive everything. And I run my own speaking business as I went pro last year. So I totally resonate with this message, but guys, that's it. That's it. You have to realize that people will not hire you, whether you're a pharmacist, a speaker, or a pharmacy student pitching an organization. They want to know what is your outcome. And that's a huge point I want you guys to know. What outcomes can you deliver to us such that we would do business with you, hiring you as a pharmacist, allowing you to come and be a resident, giving you this fellowship? What value can you bring to the table to help drive our outcomes? Not your, not your agenda, but where can you fit to help drive our outcomes? That's what value is. You've heard this word value. That's what it means. Can you dispense value? Can you help people reach their outcomes? And that's exactly what a personal brand is. Are you, do you have a why? Do you have a story? Do you have skills that fit a specific demographic, a niche your audience, and can you deliver it in a way that's authentic so that you meet them where they are to get them where they're looking to go at a pace they can realistically maintain? So when someone calls you and says, you literally just changed my life because I interviewed at one of the top pharma companies in the world to get a fellowship. And because of the impact that you made on my life, I got the job on the spot. That's what I call an outcome. Does that sound like an outcome to you? I think so. <laughs> I mean, come on. Definitely. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, just, oh, congratulations, man. And, and uh, guys, these are just like snippets. This is like less than 5% of what this guy is about. So seriously, th this could be Joe Rogan style. But what I really want to, what I want to ask you, Mo, are a couple questions because people hearing this are like, yeah, that's one in a million. He's got connections, special story. No, no, no. Real talk, y'all. Mo and I also have a similar story with our beginnings. When I started in like pharmacy school, like, before, you know, rejected and then got in, none of my family were pharmacists. None of my neighbors were pharmacists. No family friends, no favors, none of that. Zero, nothing from scratch. There's no connections. Mo, same thing. Told no. Who are you? Mo who? Mo Schmo? Like, who's this? Seriously. <laughs> Nothing. So don't fall into that trap that, oh, because likely, guys, if you're listening to this and you're, you're, you're finding yourself at a wall trying to make a breakthrough, I bet you might have some legs up on where we started. So that's what I want you to realize is don't look at what you don't have. Don't ask the questions of why this won't work. Ask how you can innovate to become the solution to make it work. So I want to ask you a couple questions, man, because sure. when, when students are hearing this and they're like, oh yeah, personal brand, you know, I've started to hear about this. I'm getting ready to graduate. I'm, I'm getting nervous. It's competitive out there. Maybe I should just get a residency. Maybe I should just get a fellowship. Maybe I should get 10 more letters after my name, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. When pharmacy students specifically are trying to build a personal brand, it's very easy to get overwhelmed quickly and then mm -hmm. shut it off and revert back to what they're comfortable with. So speaking specifically with pharmacy students, and I have 
clients and students that I mentor all over the world that are pre-pharmacy, P1s, 2s, 3s, and 4s. So I have all the years. One of the most common things I find is that they struggle with biting off more than they can chew. They overcommit and spread themselves so thin that their level of quality in their work gets diluted, which has a huge impact on their personal brand. Because if you're showing up late, if you're half-assing it, if you're, not, if you're under-delivering what you promised, that takes not very long to destroy your personal brand. And then you've mm-hmm. got to recreate that, which takes a long time. Yeah. So instead of being, becoming the guy known as the one that's always late or the guy that's always running around with his head cut off, rushed <laughs> results, trying to do all the things, jack of all trades, master none, what are some things that you can suggest to students so they don't fall into that trap and spreading themselves thin that will tarnish their brand? What can you recommend to keep them focused and striving to get uncomfortable and create that growth, but not so far that they burn themselves out or feel like their quality has gone watered down? I feel always start with the end in mind. And that comes down to what do you want to do when you graduate? What do you want to practice in? And even if you don't know that, at least choose something that you feel passionate about. And that will come through your experiences and exposure through in pharmacy school, whether it be your, I, your IPPEs, your APPEs, um, the events you go to. Yes, you can go to the different events, but choose one that you're passionate about and drive through with it all the way. That was the advice I got from one of my mentors when I first started. I was like, yeah, I'm interested in residency. What are some pitfalls that, same question you're asking, what are some pitfalls that pharmacy students fall into? That's the question I asked him. And he's like, well, they try and do too much to show that they've done a lot, but they get watered down because they don't have anything concrete that they can show for. Yes. And I said, okay, fine. Um, what am I passionate about? I'm passionate about business because that's what I learned. And that's, part of who I am now and I made it a part of who I am Um, I'm passionate about informatics and patient safety as you mentioned in the beginning Um, I lost a cousin due to a medical error so that's like at my forefront that's my why for pharmacy yeah so all the opportunities that align with that there those are the opportunities I pursued Um, I did a master's in informatics because I was interested in understanding patient safety how data works how um, how technology works to keep patients safe overall and that's why i pursued that there i didn't have to do it but i wanted to and i didn't have to do it because i wanted to show hey i got all these letters behind my name and now i want to apply for residency and i have this here now it's because i want to bring value to wherever i go with this information and honestly on rotations that's what happened with me i was able to bring all this value and all these different rotations by applying my master's degree and people didn't even know i had it at times they're just like how are you so good at excel and how are you able to build this here and i was like uh I, got, I was trained with it, I guess. <laughs> but the thing I would do advice for pharmacy students is honestly, I showed this to some students I'm coaching for residency who are interested in residency and I drew a circle and I'm like, here's where you are right now. I drew another circle and it's here's where you want to be. And now what two or three things can you do in between that will align with that there and get you to where you need to go. If you want to do community pharmacy, if you want to do stuff in that realm, join APHA, become a leader, and understand how operation immunization works and get dive deep into it and become good at it where you can tell the story at the end of the day of how you made that difference. If you're saying that, oh, I was part of this organization, that organization, I went to this meeting, I went to that meeting, what did you do though? Like what difference did you make? What are the outcomes? What are the outcomes, exactly. That comes from the actions you take, you took, not just showing up. I always say success is 80% showing up, 20% growing up, right? You have to grow up with the opportunity and that comes from taking necessary actions to grow. So what opportunities align with the outcome you're looking for, the position you're looking for? And that can change along the way too. And that's where mentorship comes in. Yeah. So the approach I took was, um, uh, hey, Dr. Frevel, hey, um, hey, Dr. Madsen, Here's what I'm interested in. How do I get there? Yeah. So one of my mentors, he's like, oh, you're interested in administration and business. Why don't you come with me to our business meeting or our pharmacy administration meeting? You can sit in and observe. So I went to that there instead of going to like an APHA event. 
right? I traded one for the other. I didn't try and make it to both or like try and compromise. I'm like, no, this is what I'm interested in. This is what I'm going to. And it became clear over time, like, oh, these are the places I'm going to. This is what I'm interested in. And it really comes down to like journaling and reflecting. Yeah. What really resonates with me and what doesn't. Because yep. what doesn't can help too. Like you start eliminating stuff. Like, okay, well, I don't want to be a part of this year um, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, like the MICU is one area that is tough for me to be in because I'm seeing patients who are like really ill. And those are the patient populations that it like hurts me to see them like lose family members and stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? So long term, maybe I don't want to do that there. But for now, I'll get involved with it to understand the concept. But it's not something I'm not going to pursue a position as a MICU pharmacist. Yeah. This is not my passion, but I'm doing it for the experience. And that's something that I don't want to do, but I will adapt to it right now to bring value to those patients and the team in order for me to be more valuable in that moment in time. But I realize that that's not something long term because it doesn't resonate with me for the value I want to bring moving forward. So I think that's the main thing is journal what works well, what doesn't, what outcome are you looking for and get mentors. Like you said, you mentor a lot of people. And ask them like, hey, do you feel like I'd be good at this position based off what you see about me? And then that will resonate with you really well because they'll tell you and give you feedback on, yes, I can see you doing that there because of your actions that you're taking and the involvement that you have. Um, I was involved in the Toastmasters. I was involved in ASHP. I was involved in creating a business program that you see today over there at the college. So all those things aligned really well with administration, business, and the residency. And those are the things I stuck to. I didn't get involved in anything else on the sides because it would have been too much and I would have been burnt out and my brand would have been watered down a lot and it wouldn't get me to where I am today. So those are the ideal situations that I would recommend students get involved in is journaling, reach out to a mentor and start crossing off your list what you're not interested in and start writing down what you are and just take as much action as possible in those areas. In the words of Martin Luther King Jr., you don't have to see the whole staircase, you just have to take the first step. So when you're a pharmacy student, you see these people that have you know, five degrees and they're leading all these things. You're like, yeah, that's what I want, but I'm a student and I have to pass this test first. <laughs> I'm not even at NAPLEX level yet. Like, I need to pass this quiz, what do I do? So guys, it's great to have the outcome, the end goal in mind. So there, there's a few little caveats I want to point out here because what Mo said is spot on. You want to have your end goal in mind. And if you don't know it, that's okay. But find what you're passionate about and lean in towards that. Once you do that, it's very natural and normal to start to feel overwhelmed. You get falling into that comparison trap. You're like, am I, far, am I, am I not as far ahead as I should be, blah, blah, blah. That's why having a mentor and someone that is outside of you sees the big picture and sees your progress that all too often you don't give yourself enough credit for, let's be real. So that's why having a mentor is helpful to allow you to see what that first step is, the next step, to allow them to see that path of a staircase that resonates with your journey and allow you to, to support you on that trajectory, building your network and everything else that Mo talked about. Now, I said you only need to take the first step. The other caveat to that is another thing that connected Mo and I. It's a law of life called the 10X rule. Oh yeah, you knew I was bringing this up. Yeah, yeah. So guys, uh, this is something that Mo and I went real deep into. We're talking like meeting Grant Cardone himself, like serious, because that's just how we are, right? So what this rule basically says is the 10x rule regardless of what you want to accomplish in life whether it's um, business or graduating school or whatever whatever you think it's going to take with time energy and sacrifice in reality on average it's going to require 10 times what you think is necessary now in reality oftentimes that's only five times six times or seven times so instead of leaving that to chance just go 10x because here's what's gonna happen. It might be five, six, or seven X, but you're gonna end farther ahead than you thought you would and start to realize, holy crap, I can do more than I thought was possible. And that's gonna keep that momentum and fire burning bright. So this is something that, I mean, we read the book and then we went to the 10X conference. Again, getting mentors, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. I mean, yo, this conference, I mean, I went uh, not too, like, uh, two years ago, 2018. Uh, you went, I think, 19 the year after. But yep. we're in a room, guys. There were like hedge fund managers, 
They're like 50 million net worth, all this stuff. And here we are like, yay, student loans, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's the thing. It's easy to talk about this stuff. But you got to do it. You got to put yourself in these uncomfortable situations. But the reason I bring this rule up is while you have to only know what the next step is, also realize that what you think that might require is going to be more than you think. So for example, if you're a pharmacy student, you might think, Oh, Moshe, get a mentor. I'll email my professor and I'll have this mentor and they'll write me a resume and blah, blah, blah. No, what's going to probably happen is you write out to them and they're too busy. Uh, they, they will not, they're going to say yes and be nice, but they'll say, I'm really swamped reach out next semester. So you have to wait. Then you have to be persistent. Then you have to get innovative. So there's all these skills that are going to require a lot just for that email connection. Now this doesn't always happen. But if you approach it with this resilience mindset coming full circle on this podcast and see that rejection is just a redirection to get innovative with your strategy and you have a mentor to walk you through that, that's exactly what's going to help you dispense your full potential as a pharmacist. And Mo, I could keep going with this, but I just want to come back to, uh, the ultimate form of mentorship, which is leaving a lasting legacy. So guys, clearly you saw so much value that Mo got from pharmacy school and he was so appreciative. He wanted to give it back. So right now you're in residency and you're still involved with, with your college of pharmacy out in Iowa, which I, I had the honor to speak out there uh, for the Midwest pharmacy expo earlier this year, met some of your colleagues um, who are now some of my mentees, just a phenomenal school, phenomenal organization. Uh, Kate Gaynor, all the awesome leaders out that way. Just, just awesome, awesome people. I, I loved it. Um, but right now with pharmacy school, you're still involved. Can you kind of share what your vision is for the future of your college of pharmacy and kind of where you're taking all of your expertise to two things. One, where you're looking to go with your career, but where you're thinking to give back and continue that relationship with your college of pharmacy school for the next generation, the Gen Z pharmacists that are coming after us? Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a loaded question, Adam. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> for I, love plans. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, currently, so we actually started talking about 10X, went to the conference, and I was so inspired, me and myself and my colleagues, that we were in the process of developing this healthcare business leadership program, which is a collaboration between the College of Pharmacy and the College of Business to teach pharmacy students business skills because it's not necessarily taught in the curriculum. And we're like, well, let's get the business professionals to actually teach it to us. And they actually bring in Harvard case studies on pharmacy and teach us how to work through it. Wow. <clears throat> From negotiations to sales to finance to everything you can think of, hiring, recruiting top talent. So at the time, it was still in its like infancy before 10X. And then we went to 10X and like a few of us came back and we really took action on it. And now you see that we've developed such a great program that we're not even there. I'm still on a group chat to actually, you talk about giving back. I'm still on a group chat guiding the team on how to move forward to keep growing it. Um, but they're the ones taking the action. And I don't even need to be there right now, but as you can see, one of your mentees, Keaton and his team, they're actually building that program up even more. And yes. it was because we took the 10X rule, applied it, and developed the structures for it. And now it's growing so so greatly that that's, that's the legacy I wanted to leave. And that's how my future is, too, in that I want to pursue and become a healthcare business leadership expert. Right? Oh, not, yeah. only, not only pharmacy, because I feel that as a pharmacist, I'll have... I'll be able to in a senior level in a senior leader leadership position to advocate for pharmacy and say, Hey guys, like pharmacy needs to grow right now. And here's the reasons why. And I can be the advocate at the higher level. So my intention is to pursue senior level leadership, whether that be a chief operating officer or a chief information officer at a health system, just to say like, Hey guys, like pharmacy, you can't, you can't talk about healthcare without talking about drugs. Yeah, like, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> like, you're such a salesman. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. Like every every meeting you go to, they're like, oh, this medication, or that medication, or safety of this medication. 
like there's no way you're having a conversation without talking about pharmacy and, and drugs so we need to be at the table okay right now we might not be at where we need to be on the table but my goal is to put us there as a healthcare leader so pharmacy by practice but healthcare leader as a, as a personal brand and using that there to advocate for our profession and grow us as a whole and that's how i see the college of pharmacy going too um, they're looking at different ways to expose students to leadership, to business, to healthcare, what's going on currently from payment models of fee-for-service versus value-based, how do we switch over, all those type of things. So that's my involvement that I want to get involved with, with the College of Pharmacy, currently grow that business leadership program, um, but also like sit on committees where I'm able to help the students develop and understand the mindset of where pharmacy is going and create opportunities for them that either already in place, um, they have like the heart entrepreneurial program, they have the healthcare business leadership program, they have many different other programs at the college. And I would like to feed into those there to really give students opportunity to see like where pharmacy is going, what opportunities are there and help them build the mindset of it's not just pharmacy, it's not just studying, it's not just being in the library and getting good grades, that's part of it. But when you get into the real world, you're gonna have to build that resilience, build that ability to take action, to grow the profession. And I think being a mentor to many students and guiding them along the way is how I see myself um, keeping involved as an alumni of the College of Pharmacy and also walking the walk by getting involved and building myself through the different certifications or events that I go to, as well as the position I pursue to inspire those students to say, hey, this guy graduated from this college and he's doing these things, I wanna follow in his footsteps and make that difference as well for our profession. So senior level leadership, helping out with the business program and any other opportunity that allows students to see the value that pharmacy brings to the healthcare world and elevate that to the next level. So guys, really think about, and honestly rewind the last five minutes what Mo just said. Seriously, I pause, rewind, listen to it again, I'll wait. But what Mo said is just so profound on so many levels, and I just want to try to do him a justice and, and summarize it. So you're a pharmacy student, you're a pharmacist, okay? You have all this knowledge, but what are you going to do with it? People are not going to care how much you know. They're not going to care about your degrees unless, coming back to an original point, you can prove the outcomes. What are you going to drive with your personal brand? And in order to do that, whether that is a patient, a team at your pharmacy, or other allied healthcare professionals that you're working with in interprofessional care, you have to have the skill of leadership. And you glossed over this, but I'm coming back to you, sir. You said that I'm not even there anymore and it's already growing. And I, I speak a lot about leadership and I'm actually going to be, I didn't told anyone this, so here's a surprise. Um, I'm going to be the keynote speaker for the Phi Lambda Sigma annual retreat next year in 2021. Nice. And thank you, sir. I hope you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll plan to be there. If I can get the time off, let me know. <laughs> yeah. But the, the key concept that I see is it's not about the outcomes necessarily you drive when you're a leader, but the truest test of a leader that I believe is, is the team able to keep going when you're not in the room? Because that's what a real leader is. It's empowering others to do the job to the best of their ability without needing you anymore. That's what real leadership is. It's not necessarily when you're in office, it's what your successors are gonna do. If you empower your team to work with not even need you and allow the next generation of leaders to over like literally exceed what you've done that's what a leader is all about and guess what we're gonna come full circle right now you talked about your goals with being leadership because of all the work you've done behind the scenes on yourself seeing that impact and sharing it with others doing everything that you've suggested pharmacy students do all the hard work all the sacrifices that don't get the the grand glory and all that crap and you're giving back, people are taking notice. You're reaching out to get mentors back when you're in pharmacy school and you had your colleagues and professors advocating on your behalf. Right now, 
you're a resident. You've been doing this consistently to the point where your residency directors, your colleagues, and your superiors see you and the value you have and are advocating on your behalf. So honestly, here's my prediction. You won't find out about a job opportunity. Someone's going to come to you and say, this just opened and you're perfect for it. We have to go through the motions for you know, PR, whatever, to uh, apply and all that. But basically, if you show up, we want you because that is exactly what a personal brand is all about. How can you create so much value and show up consistently as your authentic self to drive outcomes for the people that you are serving? And if you do that consistently, people will advocate on your behalf and what they say about you when you're not even in the room is exactly what a personal brand is. And you, my friend, have created a tremendous one that I'm so, so proud of you for. And honestly, dude, you are the Gen Z pharmacist. This is the future of pharmacy that every single one of us wanna create. A lot of us don't feel like we're qualified. A lot of us have limiting beliefs that keep us from taking action. But I truly hope, guys, that from hearing Mo's story and taking, seriously, I hope you were taking notes because I'm the host of this podcast and here's my notebook. If you're watching YouTube, I was taking notes because this good stuff. So y'all need to rewind. If you're in the car, like do this later, but take notes because these are the real talk plans that might sound simple, but they're the things no one else is doing or very few are. And if you do these consistently, you're going to get results, outcomes, just like you've heard on this show. Wow, dude, <laughs> holy crap, like uh, absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for just being who you are. It's just, uh, just absolutely tremendous, man. Like this is such a long time coming and I'm gonna take a selfish moment just to say that I'm really excited for this. Uh, th <laughs> this has just been such an honor because we connected back when you were in pharmacy school. I think I had just graduated licensed as a pharmacist. Uh, you shared some things on your journey you were a featured fit pharmacist back, I think about three years ago, uh, back on the blog series. And, and yeah, man, even then you shared your pain, you were vulnerable. And you said like, I'm just trying to grow and, and, and learn from other people like you and, and my classmates and blah, blah, blah. But dude, you did it consistently. And I, guys, y'all want to do like intense things. You want to like be, do this outlandish stuff. But here is the secret sauce. Consistency trumps intensity every single time I, i'm telling you like it's cool to do big things but unless you're able to consistently maintain that momentum oh that momentum get it mo <laughs> God, did, did that did you ever realize that like that literally just popped in my head yeah yep. you're the definition of momentum holy that's crap the, that's the instagram handle <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah, so seriously, I just want to acknowledge you for the incredible work you're doing as a pharmacist, as a human dude, just so much love for you and appreciation. And, and thank you for all the advances and innovation that you're bringing to pharmacy right now. And most importantly, the future of pharmacy for the next generation. Uh, you're just tremendous, man. And this was truly a, an honor for me and I'm sure for the listeners and, and viewers of this podcast. So thank you for all that you've done behind the scenes to be here and share the value that you're giving back to the profession. Thank you, Adam. That means a lot. And it's been a, it has been a long time coming. And like I said, it started off with asking the question, is there another pharmacist who's as passionate about fitness as I am? And then listening to Tony Garrow's podcast and like, oh yeah, there's someone way more passionate. <laughs> and his name is Dr. Adam Martin. So um, that definitely needed to be a connection over there. I think, um, the, the law of attraction worked in its in our favor to make that happen. Yeah. And I'm glad that we found the time to make this uh, podcast episode to bring value, especially at this time where people really need to focus on the work they need to do to build their personal brand. And like you said, use social media as a tool to promote it in a, an effectful way that will help them get the positions they need and bring the value they need to the marketplace. So thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity. And it's been a great honor. I look forward to connecting in the future again. And hopefully we can, I can join you as maybe the second NSA uh, professional speaker as a farm B in the near you, future. You got to do it. You got to do it. Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's part of the plan. Oh, well, all right. With that being so, guys, we're going to cut this off because we got to go into mentorship mode right now. I'm going to get this <laughs> one on the fast track. <laughs> for real. But no, so guys, 
y'all need to connect with this dude for real. Like he's real talk. He actually walks the talk, which I, it's sadly so rare, but for real, this guy's the real deal. So, so supportive of everything you're doing, man. But for those listening who don't know about you and they're like, I need to be his mentee. Where can people connect with you? Where are you most active on social and how can people connect and follow your story and support your mission? Definitely. I think the place I'm that I'm most active is on LinkedIn. So Mohammed Masood Fredericks on LinkedIn and <clears throat> send me a DM, send me a message. You can read my story, my outlines on there, my, my experiences. And if anything resonates with you and you need help, feel free to reach out. 100% guys, all the links will be down below, including a link to his story when he was a fit pharmacist feature. Uh, and the 10X book that we mentioned as, long, as well as Gen Z Pharmacist, all of those links will be in the show notes. Make sure you connect with Mo. Make sure you dive in. And again, coming back to the main question, if not now, when? You guys have this potential. Crush those limiting beliefs and realize that you do have what it takes. And perhaps you were made for a moment just like this one. Guys, this is Dr. Adam Martin signing off of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast with the one and only Dr. Mo Fredericks, PharmD. God bless, guys. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. That is how you will script your brand. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear.